Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Nate. This is the Nate Show podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Be sure to follow along on social media at the Nate Show on Facebook and at that's Nate Cox on Instagram. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play the Nate Show podcast, and she'll start playing it. How about that? So thank you for tuning in. Let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to episode 97 of the Nate Show podcast entitled Wrestling With My Emotions. Now, um, I got some notes in front of me here. I got a few things I want to go over. I uh, got a, 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 you know, an announcement or two at the end of this episode that I'll make. Uh, it's a little bit of a teaser there. But um, I also want to thank everyone that has... Um, bear with me a second here. Okay, yeah, I want to make sure that I thank everyone that has been listening and has been supporting the show, uh, whether this is your uh, first or second time listening or if you've been a long-time listener. Um, I, I definitely appreciate you because, you know, the other day, some of you may have seen my uh, social media post that, you know, this past Thursday, the 6th, was um, my, my biggest streaming day uh, by far you know, at any point in the podcast, you know, 71 streams may not, you know, seem or sound like a lot uh, for one day, especially for, you know, well-known established podcasts, but to have been, you know, because there's a lot of times, and I'll get into this in a minute, where I feel like I'm just like, you know, spinning my wheels and not doing what I need to be doing. And so to have that kind of support, you know, in one day uh, really means a lot. So thank you to uh, everyone that listened and contributed to that. Um, You know, we're going to get into a few different things here. Um, like I said, I got a couple announcements at the end of the episode. But, um, you know, I am, and this is a topic that I'll cover, um, well, this detail in particular I'll cover uh, probably on next Tuesday's episode, or I might even do, you know, an episode before next Tuesday to just talk about this. But, you know, a few episodes ago, I had a an episode called The Last Dance at the Theater, which was me kind of mixing, you know, my thoughts on the Michael Jordan documentary, which uh, was fantastic. And I was mixing that with uh, my situation and my feelings towards the Main Street Theater in downtown Johnson City, which, you know, is closed now. And um, it kind of is what it is, but that was a very special place to me. That was the first place that I ever got paid to tell any jokes um, on stage. And so that was sentimental, but the first place that I ever actually told a joke on stage at an open mic was the Willow Tree Coffee House, which is also, um, literally right across the street from Main Street Theater, um, there in downtown, uh, right on Main Street. And it was announced, uh, today as of the day that I'm recording this, that that, uh, venue will no longer be open and I'll just leave it there. Um, if you're someone that lives in the area and wants more details, you can look at the the article that I shared on, on Facebook or whatever. You can kind of look that up for yourself and we'll go more in depth on, on that in a future episode. Uh, well, future very soon on the show. Uh, Cause I don't want to get super emotional talking about it, but you know, the first topic that I wanted to discuss on today's episode was already the fact that I'm an emotional creature and you know, it, it's weird because sometimes people, you know, in 2020, we're, we're as emotional and as outward, like, it, it's not a big deal. It's not taboo anymore, you, especially with men, not to apply a bunch of gender roles, but, like, men in particular are kind of ingrained in them growing up, like, you know, you know, big boys don't cry and all this stuff. It's like, you know, and to 
uh, now live in a generation where it's accepted. It has, is a good thing where you can kind of just be, you know, honest, real about what you're feeling. But, um, you know, I still struggle with that a lot because, uh, you know, I kind of this weird mix of where I always want to be in a good mood and always want to be funny and bringing other people joy. But then there are other times where I'm just like, I don't want to deal with anything or anyone today. And I had mentioned a few weeks ago, and I want to clarify this um, right off the bat here. You know, I talked in depth about uh, Chester Bennington and Lincoln Park and what his death meant to me. And I, I want to be super clear about this, that whether you believe the official record, which is he took his own life um, due to some of the depression issues he was facing internally, or if you're a conspiracy theorist that believe, you know, because of some of the stuff that him and, of course, Cornell and Avicii and all these people that were investigating, you know, you know, child molestation and pedophilia and sex trafficking and all this, and they all died in very similar ways, uh, whether you believe that that's what it was. they, it, To me, that's not what's important. What's important to me personally is that this person's music um, not only has meant a lot in my life over the years, but also has like had a literal effect. You can go back a few episodes and listen. I, I told the story about how I, you know, myself considering taking my own life at a certain point growing up and that this particular, their first album, Hybrid Theory, really changed that. I was able to hear someone emote and, and tell some of the things uh, via song that I was feeling internally. And so that was helpful and that saved my life. And I kind of danced around it, but didn't really get to the main point, which was no matter what you believe actually happened to him, I wish I could have been there because this person like literally saved my life. And I, I wish that I could return the favor because, um, you know, I, who knows what I would have, you know, I want to get too heavy, but like we're kind of already there. Um, who knows what would have happened or not happened, but just the idea that I could possibly not be here today talking about this all because of someone's music. You know, that's, um, that's a wild thing. You know, um, I mentioned being an emotional person and I kind of noticed it with that, with that first album and with, you know, other music that I listened to growing up because I had a breadth of experience. Like there's a whole, range of music that I was able to experience like especially with my parents getting divorced it was when you're going back and forth between in custody and all that like you know living with my mother my mother would listen to you know the you know the modern music of the day but would also listen to you know soft rock and you know there was a point where she cleaned houses to make extra money and I would go every now and then and she'd have you know like the stereo like that late 90s boombox or whatever and there would always be, you know, Celine Dion and that type of music playing. So I would hear those types of songs and also songs that she had enjoyed in the 80s and into the 90s. And so you're getting like I'm getting some, you know, like love songs. And like I said, soft rock. So I'm enjoying that. And when I get back home in the next room over, my sister is playing, you know, current hip hop and R&B music. So I'm hearing like as I'm hearing Tupac Biggie as Jay-Z is becoming popular. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing all different kinds of stuff. I'm hearing like the nineties R and B, which is the best R and B in my opinion. So I'm hearing Keith sweat and I'm hearing, you know, boys to men, Casey and Jojo and all that. So I'm hearing those songs and the emotion in those songs. Well, then we switch over, you know, if I'm at my, you know, if I'm with my father, 
he's playing classic rock, but you'll, you'll still get even the seventies and eighties rock. You'll still get like power ballads and that sort of thing. And so all these different emotions with those songs, I had a friend, um, that was always into, uh, maybe, you know, it, this was right around the era that new metal was becoming a thing. So you would have like Limp Bizkit and Nickelback and, uh, um, system of a down and, and different songs from this sort of generation. Uh, they were mixing, some of the hard rock with, you know, songs that were, you know, if you listen to any Limp Biscuit album, you're going to get these sort of heavy hip hop, um, hard rock mashups mixed with, Hey, I'm super depressed today. Um, and so I would listen to those songs and then obviously let just listening to the radio straight up growing up as boy bands became popular in sync backstreet boys. And then you're getting Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera and a lot of that bubblegum pop from the late nineties, you had love songs and things mixed in there. So like all these different genres and I'm hearing all these different types of music doing the same thing at the end of the day, which is emoting and saying, well, this is how I feel. This is what this is. This is, you know, and so, and I'll get to the hip hop thing in in a second and we'll cover this in a future episode, but like hip, I was actually, I'll just say it now, like hip hop didn't really become as comfortable being um, outwardly emotional until Kanye did 808s and heartbreak. Um, and then that's when, when right behind that, you had rappers that weren't afraid to sing and be emotional. You had, uh, Drake, you know, find your love and you had all these different things like, you know, hip hop becoming unafraid. And now every, almost every song you hear, you know, on hip hop radio is it's either, you know, Cardi B type songs, which I'll address at some other point. And then, you know, these sort of, this is how I feel songs. And so, you know, I, I always felt like music made me at least shaped in a lot of ways, different, you know, types of emotions and, and how I was feeling. And, you know, as I, as I was also growing up, I was playing organized sports and basketball being my favorite. Um, I'm very emotional, uh, on the basketball court. People to this day were playing rec league or pickup game. I'm very, you know, I don't, I could be wrong about this. I don't believe that I'm out of control on the basketball court in any way, but I'm not afraid to be, to let, you know, a little bit of uh, anger or whatever, you know, fuel my performance and, you know, to even lose in a pickup game is unacceptable to me. Like I always I play with that emotion. I'm still hung up on things and, and games that, you know, I was telling a friend of mine about this last night, like some random game from five years ago, you know, at a, at a park with some kid I've never met. Like if I lose that game, it's like, I still remember and I'll still sit and think about, Oh man, I bet if I'd done this different, like I just don't like to lose. And that hyper competitiveness has, you know, affected me emotionally and vice versa. That hyper emotionality has affected <laughs> my competitiveness. So that's like a perfect cycle. And then of course, you know, and not to get, uh, for the sake of the people involved, you know, not to get, you know, too far into this conversation, but, you know, it has found its way obviously into different, um, you know, relationships with, uh, you know, dating and, you know, significant others. And, uh, sometimes, you know, I can, I have, it goes both ways. Like I can remember some of the best memories that I've had in relationships have been these really great, wonderful, emotional moments and, you know, sharing. And sometimes it's just the little things. It could be, you know, just 
you're out grocery shopping and you both look at each other and you both kind of, you know, have like the same affection for one another. You remember little things like that. And then on the flip side, obviously you have, you know, especially when you have two people in a relationship that are uh, emotional and that are very uh, passionate is a better word. And it can lead to some heated, uh, you know, arguments and, and conversations, some, some high volume conversations, but it can also lead to, again, for people that are, um, you know, in wonderful relationships, whether they be married or, you know, long-term relationships or maybe just dating. Uh, when you have two people that are passionate and that have that sort of vibe and energy, it can be the best thing in the world. And when you have people that are opposite, but, you know, they keep trying to make it work, even though it's toxic, it can be the worst thing in the world. You know, I, you know, we were a group of friends and I were sitting out talking last night and just talking about, you know, periods of time spent and, you know, relationships and and this person was saying, you know, I spent way too long here because like I, I kept wanting to believe that, you know, it could work. And there's like two different things. Like I kept wanting to believe it could work uh, because I didn't want to give up because I was stubborn. But also at the same time, it's like we've put so much time and energy into it, like to stop now. And um, sometimes, yeah, like that works out where you come out the other side of that and just go, you know, we did it. We made it work. And but, you know, and you know, more times than not, at least from what I'm seeing from like my friend groups and everything like that is, you know, that word, you know, toxic gets thrown around a lot, but it's true. And it can affect, it can affect you obviously in ways that you can comprehend. But I, I've just learned personally that those types of situations or relationships will affect you in subconscious ways that you didn't realize. It goes beyond just the, are we together? Are they seeing someone else now? And all this different type of stuff. Like once you move on, it can affect you as far as, oh, well, I look at people this way now, or I process this emotion differently because of this, even though I'm taking that on, taking that out on people um, that have nothing to do with it, but because I'm, I have this expectation or this sort of... Um, you have this sort of Pavlovian response to the way you're treated based on the way someone else treated you for a long period of time. Uh, even something as little as, you know, I was playing trivia last night at a local establishment and someone that um, I am friends with. And and this, this was a completely innocent situation, by the way, this isn't like, you know, anything flirty or inappropriate, but we're sitting there and this person um, this female that I know that works at that establishment, we're good friends. I know she's seeing someone and they're very happy. So there was nothing, like I said, there was nothing to this that was whatever. But as we were playing, you know, I had my mask on, we're sitting there playing and she just got, as she walked past, she just gently tugged, um, the back of my shirt, like the neck of my shirt, just to say, Hey, get my attention. And she was standing there, you know, cleaning up, you know, uh, picking up the dishes or whatever. And out of habit, out of that Pavlovian response, I almost had to catch myself because an ex-girlfriend used to do this to get my attention. If I was working on something or whatever, she would gently tug the back of my shirt and I, I would always sort of lean over and sort of cuddle up on like, you know, her hip or wherever she was located. Um, and that was the thing. And so I almost as a habit, when this person tugged my shirt did the same thing and leaned over and cuddled up and I had to catch myself like my head leaned ever so slightly to the right and I was like oh no you can't do that here <laughs> so it's funny how those different things work and I would challenge people and I'm talking to myself more than anything as I've had to challenge myself so greatly over the past few months to like identify 
these different things that trigger me, you know, positively, negatively, whatever. And then, you know, also identifying, hey, there are some things that used to trigger me that don't anymore. And sort of being appreciative of how far, you know, I've come since then. And so there's a lot of, uh, and it's tough to do. It's not easy. It's simple in concept, but not easy in execution. And so to grapple with these emotions, you know, constantly. And we're in a time where still a lot of people are at home or a lot of people are trying to figure things out. Um, even if you're blessed enough in these past few months and have not gotten sick or anything else, everyone's dealing with this stuff economically and um, emotionally. You know, I, I know that, you know, a lot of people that suffer with anxiety and depression and things like that have suffered greatly during this time because just of the uncertainty of the world that we're living in right now, it's, um, it's a really weird and confusing time. So I, the reason a second ago, and I want to get off of this super serious stuff now, uh, the reason I was trying to look for a transition. And it's when I said grappling with my emotions, um, I was trying to use a low key, like wrestling analogy, um, which is obviously why the name of the episode is wrestling with my emotions, but I happen to have some old Brett, the Hitman heart wrestling matches on in the background on mute as I'm recording this, because I am regrettably a wrestling fan. I won't say that I'm a total wrestling nerd, but I mean, I mean, I guess I am whatever, but you know, I had an episode up on the podcast. I've actually had two different episodes that I've taken down because they didn't fit tonally as far as the rest of the episodes, what I wanted to put forward, um, on the Nate show podcast, uh, from now on, but I'll, I'll kind of recap those two episodes in one little bit here, just so you can kind of know as you're listening. And all, a lot of this information that I'm about to give you, even though it's sort of useless as to why I'm a wrestling fan or whatever, is it informs, um, one of the announcements at the end of the show, and you'll kind of understand why I'm going this direction when I'm done talking about this. But, you know, I'm a fan and in my, my childhood, I, as far back as I can remember, I can remember having, you know, wrestling on the television. And I remember knowing like as a young child who Hulk Hogan was and knowing who the ultimate warrior was knowing who Ric Flair was. Um, and so I can remember those, early to mid nineties WWF where I'm, I, I'm knowing who Brett the Hitman Hart is and, you know, Razor Ramon and I know who Dusty Rhodes is and all these different people. Let me take a sip here real quick. I, I apologize. But, um, I'm knowing all these people and knowing these characters and wanting the toys. And so I get into wrestling figures, which I'll also get into here in a minute. And this is a, um, well, let me say this first. So I, I do, I remember wrestling being on television and I remember uh, watching, you know, Monday Night Raw when this is like Monday Night Raw before watching WWF before Steve Austin really became a thing, before The Rock became a thing, because there was a shift into what is referred to as the Attitude Era where... You know, there was some foul language and sexual themes on television that my mother didn't exactly, and for good reason, not want me consuming as a child. And so I, but I was already kind of a fan of WCW as well. You know, Hulk Hogan was on there and then, you know, 
Kevin Nash and Scott Hall came in and they did the NWO, which is like, you know, anyone that knows me as a wrestling fan knows that I'm a big NWO fan. And, you know, one of the Nate Show logos, as you may have seen on social media, is fashioned. Uh, shout out to Mandy Wild for designing that, by the way. Uh, but is fashioned to look like the NWO logo. So I always thought that was pretty cool. And then, you know, I, I watched it through middle school. And then when I started high school, I kind of drifted away from it because uh, WCW had been bought out and the WWE, as it was then known product, just wasn't really entertaining me anymore. I would still flip over and watch every now and then, uh, but it wasn't week to week, you know, like I was as a kid and really having to keep up with everything. And uh, my friend Alex Osborne, shout out. Um, you'll hear more about him in a minute. You know, he's doing the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast, which is great. You should go check that out. But I kind of kept up through him. He would kind of let me know what was going on. And he was kind of always too in on too, like the, you know, the indies, what you might call the minor leagues of wrestling. You know, he's he's watching Ring of Honor. He was, you know, big into ECW growing up. And he, not that they were minors, they were professional, but. Yeah, but he's watching Ring of Honor. He's watching TNA. He's watching all these sort of side, you know, companies other than the WWE. And so I'd keep up with things through him and uh, always enjoyed that and kind of him kind of informing me uh, what was going on there. But yeah, from 2003 to 2008, um, I didn't, I didn't really watch. Uh, consistently, like I said, and then late 2008, I was seeing a young lady and I was, I would, um, you know, crash and hang out and spend the night over at her apartment and she'd be watching TV. This was at the time that, um, Secret Life of the American Teenager was a popular show. It was either Fox or ABC family. I can't remember which one it was, but, uh, it was a big show, especially among like the young women age group. And there was one night where I don't know if it was a rerun or whatever, but it was like 10 minutes into the episode. She was just like, I don't think that uh, I want to watch this. So Nate, I'm, she goes, I'm gonna go hop in the shower. You just like, you can watch whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. So I grabbed the remote. She got in the shower and I flipped one channel over and Monday night raw was on. And I remember, I remember vividly, it was Randy Orton having a conversation with Kelly Kelly, which is a great name. And so I just remember going, oh, wrestling, cool. And then I think right after that, like Kane, now the mayor of uh, Knox County, Tennessee, uh, had a match or a segment or something. I remember going, oh, Kane's still around, great. And like within five minutes, I was hooked again. I was watching and I was getting excited watching the matches. And she was like, oh, wrestling, cool. Like she didn't care, didn't bother her any. And I had a box full, you know, that I had accumulated my whole life of just wrestling figures, open wrestling figures. And then I had a separate box of like unopened which wasn't much but it was mostly Bret Hart stuff and this is like the segue into the wrestling figures too um so as I start watching wrestling again I start buying figures again like I start getting into that and so you know a year later I'm working at Walmart so it's great like I can walk over to the toy section pretty much any time and just see what they got and whatever and I kind of know when trucks are coming and everything else and so that helped and then the figure license switched from Jack's over to Mattel and so the figures got better but the unfortunate thing is I was seeing a young woman yet again and I we had basically been living together and whenever I moved out, when things kind of fell apart, I had two different totes. I had one tote that had all the Bret Hart stuff in it. 
And then I had another tote that had all the open figures, but they were still mostly in really good shape. And they were just, I want, they were a lifetime worth of collecting. I would like to have kept those. And I remember, I don't know what happened, but I was moving my boxes out. I guess I just left one of the totes behind because I had the Bret Hart stuff in my closet for a long time, just sitting in a box. But um, going back though, about a month after I moved out, I just remember realizing I was looking around uh, my current place looking for my figures. And I was like, did I not remember to bring them? And so I called her. And I was like, hey, like, oh, this is awkward and I'm sorry to bother you, but did I happen to have left a tote full of like my figures and stuff laying around? Like, it's not a big deal, even though it was a big deal, but I was just like, I don't need them right away. But like, if you got them, if you don't care to like set them outside or I can, you know, have someone like I can meet up and get them. Like, I don't want to make it awkward, but like, I'd really like to have those. And she's, she goes, oh, well, um, I thought you left those here because you didn't want them anymore. So I just, I gave them. I think she basically gave most of them to her nephew or she threw them away. I don't know what happened. She was like, yeah, I gave them away. Like, you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of devastating, you know, but I mean, it's, that was 10 years ago. Like I'm for the most part over it now, although I would like to have them, I guess that means I just have to collect them all again, you know, but cause I can remember, I can go, I could go through a, a checklist of like every figure ever and tell you which ones I had. Like I can remember what I had in that box, but, um, so it is what it is. And then a few years later, and then again, these aren't like sympathy stories. This is just, yeah, it's the way life goes sometimes. But, you know, there was a time that I thought that I might be wanting to, uh, invest in a certain type of a ring that wasn't a wrestling ring. And so I sold that Bret Hart collection for, I think it was like $500 or something like that. Which is is a, whatever. <coughs> well, what's funny is the value of those figures now is beyond that, uh, way beyond that actually. But that's not even the part that sucks. It's just that like that's stuff that I didn't want to sell. That I just thought, well, I'm trying to be a responsible adult now. Let me do this. And then obviously, like if for spoiler alert, I'm still single and still not married. So. I don't remember what I ended up using $500 for. I remember it sat in the bank for a while. Um, I, I even opened a bank account, like a savings account at a bank just for that. Um, I believe it was Regions Bank. Yeah, it was Regions Bank where I did that. So, you know, it's cool though. Stuff happens, but, you know, when COVID-19 started uh, back in March or whenever, I just was in Walmart and, as I'm known to do, venturing over to the toy section, and I saw some figures that I thought looked cool, and I was like, well, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. It couldn't hurt to kind of get back into this, like, whatever. And since then, um, that really reignited, um, that really sparked what is called, you know, in the business, what is called the figure itch. You know, people got to scratch that itch. And so a lot of adult toy collectors, these, well, let me rephrase that. There are a lot of adults that collect figures and toys. I'll try to skip over that Freudian slip there a second ago. Um, but the silence isn't helping it be any le less awkward, by the way, but I kind of enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, like I've actually run into people the last two days that are looking for the exact same new figures that I'm looking for. So it's just funny that we're kind of lingering in the same spots going, wait, are they out yet? Are they out yet? 
but um and people can judge if they want like i'm fine with that you know i think people i think life you know alex as i was telling you about he told me yesterday he was like people get hung up on stuff like life's too short just do what you enjoy and as long as you're not like legit hurting someone or doing anything morally legally wrong then you know have at it and like forget what anyone else says and so i've learned to just enjoy this and I have, I mean, the collection's not crazy. Like over the last four or five months, it, it's not like I'm, you know, I've not got like a whole room dedicated to you know, these toys or anything. But you know, I've got a, a decent collection built back up, and some of the ones that I've I've wanted um, again for a while, I was able to find during this time, and you know, it, it's been it's been good, and it's been fun just to kind of have something you know, during this weird time to kind of have to, excuse me, not to necessarily fall back on, but at least to be able to go, you know, this is fun. This is something that I enjoy. This is something that I can do. And there's, you know, there's just sort of that thrill and the hunt of the hunt and the, the figure itch and everything. And so, um, wrestling is still something that I enjoy greatly, even though the quality, um, it's not exactly what it used to be, but what's funny is you go back and watch old stuff and you go, Oh, this was terrible too. It's not so much the quality sometimes is like, what do you like and what like the characters that you love and everything. And you know, people like things that, you know, other people don't like and it, it's fine. It, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. But you know, I've enjoyed watching over the last, well, I haven't really enjoyed watching current stuff over the last few months. Cause it's been weird with, you know, not really much of an audience and, and all that. But um, it's something that I greatly enjoy discussing and it's something that I greatly enjoy talking about. So as for those announcements, then we'll start to wrap this episode up and, um, episode 98 next week will be, uh, focused on the willow tree announcement that I made at the beginning of the episode here. And then, um, I had some stuff for college football, um, in the time that I've been recording this, I've looked at my phone and realized that both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are canceling their football seasons, looking to play in the spring or postponing until the spring. And so it just seemed like a bad time to do the topic I was going to do because it addressed some of that. But by the time I had published this episode, it would have already been outdated with the information. So I want to make sure... Um, to see what really falls through that may be episode 100 which is not what i want to waste a 100th episode on but you know whatever but anyway so the announcements um i mentioned the fig- the figure collection um there will be some content that is related i did a few episodes a couple months back deleted them uh, but there will be some f- wrestling figure and just toy related content not just specific to wrestling figures but some toy related content um, on my facebook and Instagram pages as you know, as well as YouTube, uh, Instagram at that's Nate Cox, by the way. And so just stay tuned for that. If you're interested in that sort of stuff, great. If not great, but it's just something that I'm going to enjoy doing and giving that content, some vlogs and that sort of thing. I'll be more active doing stuff like that. And so that's not like enough. It's not really like a, a solid announcement, but it's something to look forward to. If you're into that sort of thing, the actual, announcement and it's funny because I didn't even tell him I was going to do this yet but I mentioned Alex uh, my good friend Alex Osborne again go look up the what's your spaghetti policy podcast on Apple podcast Spotify wherever 
Mainly just those two, by the way, because don't use any other apps for podcasts. Just use those. Be an adult. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, I'm just kidding. You can use whatever podcast app you want. But Alex and I um, had been talking about this. We spent three or four hours together yesterday. We didn't get together just to talk about this, but we ended up talking about this pretty much the whole time. Uh, we are going to do our own wrestling podcast. The name of that podcast will be By Pinfall Only. So again, By Pinfall Only. Uh, we'll be discussing, we'll be doing a wider range. Like we're not going to do current like weekly recaps of, oh, Monday Night Raw, we got to talk about what happened on there. We're not going to be doing that. We're going to be doing some retrospective type episodes where we'll talk about, hey, who's your Mount Rushmore of... Um, wrestlers that had long hair or something like just whatever like just random stuff like that um we got some topics laid out we're going to go over get a few episodes in the can soon we've got we are going to watch some old pay-per-views and old shows and kind of talk about those and what went into those and kind of the behind the scenes of what went into all that and you know we're also just going to have like i said just some different topics when it comes to um wrestling we were going to do um yeah, just all kinds of stuff. I'm really excited about it. Like I, I know I'm kind of at a loss for words, but it's it's something that we enjoy discussing. You know, we spent it's funny because, you know, he collects different types of figures as well, but he doesn't collect wrestling figures anymore. But almost all morning this morning, I was up doing things and I was getting texts from him and he was sending me different wrestling figures, like, Hey, have you seen this? Do you have this one? What's a good price on this one? And he was like, I'm kind of mad at you that you got me back into this. So it's just funny, but like just to kind of have that kindred spirit where I think it's cool too because I think he and I are different enough to where we can have a good banter back and forth about, you know, we can be dis we can disagree so we're, we can kind of cover um, some of the different, you know, points of views of things. But we're also very similar enough where we can go and go and talk about this stuff and be excited about it. It's basically what we did yesterday. We're watching – we watched some old stuff yesterday. We watched some new stuff yesterday. It was like – it was cool to, you know, have that kinship and to be able to talk about it. But the first Thursday, which I believe, um, let me go ahead and pull it up here. The first Thursday of September, so yes, September 3rd, um, is the tentative episode one, the pilot, the start date of by pinfall only. Um, we're, you know, making sure that we're, we're actually looking at um, getting a logo put together here very soon so we can actually really start visually advertising it, uh, make sure that we get everything on Apple and Spotify and everything that we need to. Um, so, you know, but this is going to be fun, though. It's going to be a spinoff. It's not going to affect, you know, this podcast in any way. Some of you might be upset by that. I just need this Nate Show podcast to go away. Um, so right around the time we're getting to 100 uh, Nate Show podcast episodes, we'll also be getting a new podcast and his podcast with uh, Jacob. I've been on there a couple times. Again, what's your spaghetti policy podcast there? They've been going for over a year now and doing really well and being highlighted really well on different podcast platforms and um, some different, you know, top 50 charts. And you may have seen, if you follow them on Instagram, you may have seen those recently. So that's really cool. So excited for what they're doing there. And I think just bringing all these universes together is going to be a lot of fun. So, and again, shout out to Jacob, but this Nate show podcast episode has been all over the place. Um, and I wanted to say real quick too, that, you know, so we're still going to do the 
Nate Show podcast on Tuesday by pinfall only. Uh, we'll start in September uh, on Thursdays, every Thursday. And then the wrestling figure content will be on Fridays. And then after a while, I'll eventually move that to Sunday. But starting in September, that uh, toy content will be available on Friday. So that'll I meant to make that announcement before, make it official. But I kind of got caught up in the air. And you know, it probably would have helped if I had looked at my notes. But anyway, so thank you for tuning in again this week. Thank you for, again, all of the support the big streaming day last Thursday, last week, all of, you know, the last two episodes have done really good numbers and they've, it's been improving each time. So again, thank you to all the people that are listening and sharing and being supportive. Even if you're just hitting the play button and muting your phone and going to sleep, that's fine too. I still get credit for the streams. So maybe that's what happened Thursday. I don't know, but either way, I'll take it. I appreciate it. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. But again, thank you for tuning in. The next episode, we'll be talking about Willow Tree Coffee House in downtown Johnson City. And again, make sure you're following along on Facebook at The Nate Show, uh, Instagram at That's Nate Cox. And then on Twitter, I'm going to start trying to use Twitter at That's Nate Cox 2. That's the number two at the end of that because well, I've already been over why I had to do that. But anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Hope to have you back again next time. But if not, I get it. 